What's going on ladies and gents and welcome to episode 35 of the Beautiful Football Podcast. I'm your host Sanchez Bailey. I was just doing some uh, analytics and I've just been seeing some of the different areas that are checking in, different countries and you know different cities that are checking into the podcast. I found out that 28% actually listen in the United States so shout out to the States and those that are checking in and the largest state is Washington I think 21% of the the population in the states are from Washington so you know my my um my heart goes out to you guys hope I'm adding value to you in the states and all your competitions and then and credit to everybody that's checking in and really applying themselves and investing their time into developing their mental side you know I, I can imagine it's a commitment at the same time you know we know that success is no accident we know that performance is hugely governed by the physical and the mental. And I hope that these episodes are giving you small nuggets of information for you to take in, to apply in your game, to become a lot more uh, uh, resilient, a lot more focused, a lot more empowered in in your performance. So, you know, football is <laughs> funny because I recorded my podcast episode and then all of a sudden the Super League took over this week. <laughs> so there was no point even doing too much podcast promotion. Not that I do too much and that, that needs to improve. But, you know, everything was about the Super League. I'm going to throw my half a cent. I, I haven't got too much to say on it. To be honest with you, I, I was someone that didn't believe, like, even when it was announced many years ago. I remember Wenger mentioned it. Uh, and... I didn't think much of it and I didn't believe it would happen and then when it got announced on Sunday I was like oh okay things are gonna take a, a change in football now and I still didn't believe it I didn't put too much stock in it but you know as more people spoke about it it seemed a lot more apparent teams that were already in it it seemed a, a bit weird a bit concerning but I'm glad to see things have changed and a whole week later you know it's, it's less of a conversation it's it looks like a um Looks like the same myth that I thought it was. And that's credit to how unity or football has unified and the unity within football has has um been present than probably it ever has. And so it just shows the, the importance of uh, power in numbers. And hopefully you can take that same approach and apply in your own lives. And even in terms of, you know, making sure that within your teams, you're taking responsibility. It took spokesmen of maybe Gary Neville and uh, Carragher to to really spark the 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 fury, the 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 revolution, and, and and the spirit of you know unity within teams and stuff. And I'm not crediting it to uh, just them or crediting it, should I say? But it just shows the importance of you being able to join forces and unite. And if you could take that small little bit of uh, encouragement and apply that in your own team setting, even on scenarios that are very small, there can be some greatness that can come from that. Today I want to speak on the episode that I'm going to entitle, Keep the Same Energy. <laughs> I think that's important to to do and, you know, that, that's been used in a condescending way or maybe in a, in a taunting way when you're speaking to someone, like, keep your, you know, keep the same energy. But... I think there's an area in the game where I feel like there isn't, you know, the energy and keeping the same energy is not maintained. 
and that's the aftermath of football matches and aftermath of games so I'll paint a picture let's just say you're a player and you have an amazing game you know uh, I'll break down an amazing game for each position on the pitch you're a goalkeeper you keep a clean sheet you maybe save a penalty um, last minute that could have you know changed and altered the, the game you uh, maybe get an assist that's <laughs> just a really amazing game right um, defenders now you may have kept a clean sheet also you may uh, have been the, the match winner by scoring a goal you may have also made a, an exceptional block of the line right that's an amazing game for a defender from midfielder you may have got a really serious high passing success rate in the game you may have had the most duels won the most tackles on the pitch and you may have got an assist in the game, if I haven't said that already. For a striker, you've got a hat-trick. Simple as that. So, you know, there's certain games that you might have that you could connect to in terms of these things that I mentioned. You have a game like that, you are going to be so inclined to want to watch that back. <laughs> you know, you're going to be sharing videos. Um, you're going to be watching videos of yourself. You're going to be checking some stats. You're going to be so inclined to, to see and how things to to recall that moment i also uh something just came into my head that i'm going to mention in a moment but yeah that's the some if you're someone that's a little bit more psychologically uh in tune you may actually conduct a bit of a reflection when you're looking back on your game and it's a little bit more concentrated. And I don't necessarily mean reflections have to be you watch 90 minutes of yourself perform again. But let's just say if you had a game that I've described, you might actually want to see the 90 minutes again, you know, because you want to relive that exciting moment. You're happy, you've got positive endorphins and, you know, you're, you're, you've got such positive emotions as well concerning your, your involvement in the game. So that's something that is typical, right? When you have a great game, you want to relive that moment. However, you know, we've had a podcast and we've spoken to, uh, I think it was Marcus Harness, and, and he mentioned that sometimes it's not always easy for him to watch a game when he didn't do the well. That was last season, so things may have changed now. Um, he's had a good season so far this season, and it'll be interesting to see how that might have changed in, in time. And we've spoken, so he, he, he knows he's going to be, or he's up for coming on a pod again so maybe we could revisit that one uh, at some point but anyway um you have a negative game now and so let's just use Bert Leno as a goalkeeper an example when you kind of I don't want to call it a mistake but you have a technical error that and then maybe a psychological error loss of, uh, loss of concentration where you um, are the opposite to a match winner I guess right uh, defender you may have had a slip, uh, like a John Terry slip. That's another uh, unforeseeable circumstance. Maybe you uh, missed a touch when the ball was coming to you, which kind of went past you and, and led the striker to be on goal and they may have scored and that might have been the, the match winner. Midfielder, you may have had a very low passing success rate yeah, no tackles, no uh, key passes, lost jewels. Um, yes, no impact in the game and may have got yourself 
sent off, let's just say. And then striker, goodness, it's hard to say what a bad game for a striker would be. But maybe missing a number of sitters, open goals, and maybe missing the penalty. Very dramatic day, but you can take one of those instances and include that. It's less likely for that player. Well, it depends on how the player is, you know, kind of how their mindset and their belief system works. But a player is less likely to watch and be very in tune and very attentive to the, their performance and look back at that and really want to identify and relive that moment. So, you know, there's two different ways that you could see this. One way is that you, you know, you want to consume yourself with positive thoughts and you know give yourself that encouragement to perform again we think back to confidence um oh goodness i've um, dropped a confidence course so i have a, a 90 minute course that's available for you where i break down you know the um the whole psychological origin of confidence i give you you know some solutions to that to, to dealing with it i give you a great understanding on it and then I give you some resources that can help over a period of time that can help you build and develop your confidence. So within that course, we look at, you know, um, how we should be looking back at our performances and developing and, and using past successes to help us in us developing confidence. And so, yes, we might want to use past successes to, to help us, you know, develop our confidence. Right. So that's one way of looking at it. And then obviously with the negative performances and experiences, you don't want to necessarily in, 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 um, engross yourself in that negative scenario. However, the other perspective that you can look at is being more reflective and then someone that takes action. So there's two, two uh, kind of um, acts. <laughs> acts but um no pun but yeah there's two type of actions that you can take so it's reflection so you looking back and reflection is a thing in itself which has a number of actions that that go into the actual process of reflection and then action what are you going to do about it and so this is the mindset that we need to take rather than you know just looking at the successes and the, the negative um or rather than the negatives and become more reflective in our thinking. So when we are reflective, we should be looking at the things that we've done well, highlighting those areas. And when we're, when we're reflecting, we're looking at some of the areas that probably didn't go so well and you know things that you'll probably wanna change for the next fixture. That allows you to have a bit of closure about a match, but also allows you to be able to have a very well-balanced take from a game. You know, you're keeping the same energy by doing that. Essentially, no matter what type of game you have, you identify areas that you did well, reinforcing some of the work that you've been putting in during the week, reinforcing some of the skill set that you know that is very dear to your game. But then also acknowledging that, you know, we're not made to perfection and there's areas that we want to still continue to develop on. So that allows you to avoid complacency because you know that there's always something that you're working on and you want to improve. And that perfectly leads into actions in terms of what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about those things that you did well? Are you going to work to en enhance those more and, and, and perfect them and fine-tune those actual skills? And then the negative experiences, what are you going to do about those? Are you going to be able to try and work on some of those technical aspects to, to maybe fine-tune those skills and maybe create a, a better opportunity to you for you to avoid those technical errors? So that's... Um, what I'm referring to about keeping the same energy. 
typically sometimes the course of the game dictates whether we would actually do that or not. And for those listening who are not very familiar with the, the actual procedure of reflection and action, this might be new to you, but for those that are doing this already in their games, sometimes you pick and choose when we actually do the reflection um, and complete an action. Or we don't do it completely, or we don't uh, completely do the task depending on the result. And this is a danger because we don't want to be someone that's only responding well during positive scenarios. I've always mentioned it, I spoke about it with Sam last week, that even in tough circumstances, even during the good times, we are making sure that we're consistent in the way that we communicate with others, but then also consistent in the way that we reflect. And during the season, there's going to be challenging moments when you're not going to feel up for maybe reliving a moment or looking back at certain games. But it's going to be essential because those are some moments that are very key for you to, to develop and actually improve and um, progress. For instance, you know, a boxer, for instance, if a boxer loses a fight against someone, let's just say Deontay Wilder loses to Fury in the last game, if they had a third fight, uh, Wilder's going to want to look back and identify some of those areas he wants to fix in that fight and probably look at Tyson Fury and identify some areas within his game that are weaknesses so that he can actually develop his uh, skill palette so he can be advantageous the next competitive round. And so, you know, some other sports pay a lot of attention in terms of some of their moments which wasn't in their favour. At the same time, they would, I'm sure boxers will be looking at some moments when they did really well and maybe they want to fight, like, perfect and execute that um, a lot more in the next game and make it more prevalent. So it's important for us to develop that mentality to keep the same energy. No matter what is going on in terms of performance-wise, results-wise, we need to be able to make sure that we have that mentality, we have that wherefore to, to continue to develop no matter what is going on and no matter how you're feeling. Um, and one thing I'll say just before I let you guys go is more of the fact that make your reflections easy for you to do. Don't feel like you have to do an essay. Don't make yourself feel like you have to do something that's very extensive. They can be really short. They could be little bullet points that you put down that you can explore at a later date. It could be little voice notes that you put and send to yourself. You can write something down in your notes. You can write this down on a coach, maybe with your teams. Small little moments where you can um, just write some bits of information there that can mean something to you when you look back at it and when you set your agendas for the following week. That's a mentality that is of a performance mentality mindset, but then also a mentality that allows you to be very consistent, rain, wind, snow. Hopefully that makes sense and hopefully this is very applicable uh, to you in your career. And, you know, if you are listening in different uh, countries, different cities, let me know. It would be good to know. And um, we will build on towards next week. And as we get closer to ending this season and, you know, the season of the podcast too, I hope that you guys are going to be in a great position through some of these episodes that we're looking in to develop yourself to make sure you have the best close and ending to your season as well. All right, so moving on to next week, all the best and we'll speak then.